Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Today marks the third anniversary of the vote to repeal the Eighth Amendment, which legalised abortion in Ireland. At the time, of course, when the abortion referendum happened, or the repeal the Eighth Amendment happened, everybody was given an option to vote either yes or no, based on the current legislation, or based on the legislation that was being implemented by the state. That legislation, of course, said that you had to wait three days, uh, you had to be with under the 12 weeks, or in exceptional circumstances over that. Um, up to, I think it was 22 weeks. In the UK, by the way, Wales and Scotland, it's tw- uh, before 24 weeks. Now the suggestion is that the legislation needs to be changed. Uh, there's also disappointments in the legislation that it's not available in enough hospitals and GP surgeries. and uh, That conscientious objection needs to be done away with. In other words, that doctors should not be allowed to conscientiously object to abortion. And also they want to extend it into the second trimester. Trimester is obviously three months. So at the moment it's within three months. Now they want to extend it into the second trimester, which will bring you up to 24 weeks in certain circumstances. So, do you believe the abortion laws need to change in Ireland? It's only three years. And this is what many of the pro-life people at the time said. They said, oh, it'll only be a matter of time. If we vote for this, they'll change the legislation really quickly. But then again, pro-choice people out there saying, well, hold on for a second. We voted for abortion. We voted for the termination of pregnancy. We repealed the Eighth Amendment. And this is only a logical conclusion that you have to allow women to make that choice up to, say, 22 weeks in, in certain circumstances. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Should the time limit on abortion be extended? Should the three days be abolished is what they want? And also, should I suppose you could ask the question as well, should doctors be allowed to conscientiously object if they're Christians, for example, and they don't agree with abortion? Should they be allowed to conscientiously object to a termination or to perform a termination of pregnancy? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 But I'll focus... Oh, sorry about that. I'll focus on the time limit initially if I can. Uh, James, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? Uh, good evening. Or good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. James, you voted no, I assume. Because oh, yes, indeed. Uh, no. Yeah, you're a religious man, you're a Catholic, and you don't agree with abortion. Um, at the time, of course, people were told it's 12 weeks, three days, obviously a uh, breathing period or a grace period, whereby you had to tell your doctor and have a think about it for three days. That, they want that now abolished and that ex- did they 12 weeks extended into the second trimester. Yes. Uh, even back then, before the referendum, some of the hard left were saying that, no, you know, and I'm not going to mention the particular... TDs who were mentioning that, I think you'll probably have a fair idea who I'm talking about now. And they were already mentioning that before, that it, that could happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not surprised, I'm not surprised. I was listening to your interview with uh, that gentleman earlier on, it's a terrible story now. But, uh, Andrew McGinley. Yes. Oh yes, yes. And I was thinking, you know, when you hear a debate like that, and all the debates I hear on the Nile Bonner show, I'm thinking about it for the next 24 hours, it provokes thoughts in my head now. And I'm comparing and contrasting all the time the island I grew up in and the island that I'm growing old in. And there's a big, big change came now. And but that's called progression, isn't yeah, it? Well, no, now I'm, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about, in my day, it was very much the emphasis that life was sacred. It was something that, was, you know, the idea of taking it in any form at all was an anathema to the people now. And now that has grown away, we've gone away from that now, and uh, life is taken very easily now, you know, mm-hmm. by uh, stabbings, murders, 
this phenomenon yeah, of, but, but, but of now, parents. Leaving, leaving aside abortion for the moment, when you say life has changed and we hear about more murders and stabbings and all this kind of thing, yes, we do. But I, I don't believe those things weren't happening in your time, James. Um, you know, if you go back, say, 50 years, because they were happening. We just have better reporting, better well, news, I better service. I disagree with you completely. I think we hear about them more. No, I'll tell you why. And this is a man you would know very well, Jeremy Lonergan. Yep. Jeremy Lonergan started in the prison service probably around the late 60s. Now, he only started as a junior officer and worked in different prisons, Cork Prison, Limerick Prison, and then worked his way up to becoming eventually, as you know, governor of Mount Joy for many years. And when he started in the prison service in 1968-69, he stated in interviews there was no young person in any detention centre in Ireland who had taken life now. There was no teenager, there was no 19 or 20 or even 21 year old in the prison service when he started now. Now the prison service is full of teenage killers now. So there's the change straight away now. When you're talking about teenage killers, you're talking about those over the age of 18. No, I'm talking about 16 or 17 year olds Yeah, but they abolished St. Patrick's going back a, a good while ago. And now they end up in Oberstown. Yes, there are many teenage killers in Oberstown now. Mm-hmm. And they were not there now. That's what Jer- Jeremy Lowning was saying. There was not even 21 or 22-year-olds in the adult prison had taken life now. So there is enormous change. And that's why I'm coming back okay, to... Okay, and, and I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with your observation of the world around you. And you look at it also from a Christian point of view. And I'm not, I'm not judging you or disrespecting you for voting no in that referendum as your pro-life. And I absolutely understand why you voted like that. But there are, there's a large percentage of the population, 67% of the population, who went out to vote, voted for it. Yes, and and, yes. and those people believe that this is a different Ireland and they want more choices, and particularly women, those women who may have voted on that, wanted more choices. Now they believe that those choices that they have are being restricted. Um, and they're saying that, well, if a girl is, say, 16 weeks pregnant and she can't, under Irish legislation, have an abortion, she can go to England and have an abortion. So there's still women, to this day, going to England to have an abortion. But if you think of it now... Today's generation, not even so much the younger generation, but even the 30s and 40s, they're very critical of the Catholic Church, right? They look back and say, what were you thinking back there in the 50s and 60s? Is that the best solution he could have come up with for the likes of you now? Was to encourage the child, uh, the young mother, who might have been 16 or 18, to give up her child for adoption. That is the constant criticism now. Is that the best solution you could have come up with, Catholic Church and State? And I turn around and I say, right, you're pointing back and saying, that's the best, that's, that was a terrible solution. Today's more humane solution is to abort the child when it's a difficult pregnancy. Is that a more humane solution now for six and a half thousand or over six and a half thousand children to be aborted in one year? Well, many people say six and a half thousand pregnancies rather than six and a half thousand children. I understand the point you, or the direction you come from and your position, but there are many people who don't consider that pregnancy to be a child. They consider it to be a pregnancy. Well, it is, it is, it is life now. Even your own, the, the gentleman who campaigned for, for the pro-choice, the, the, the obstetrician, Professor Boylan, the man of your own name, was asked that question on the Late Late Show, and in fairness to me, gave a direct answer. They said, well, what about this question, Dr. Boylan, about 
where does life begin? And he said, there's no question about that as a medical man. Life begins at conception. That's Professor Boylan of the pro-choice campaign. Well, I don't, I don't, well, I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. But the words that we use and the language that's used around be pro-choice and pro-life, many people believe who are pro-choice that it's an embryo. That it's a cell, it's a group of cells that yet doesn't have conscience, doesn't have a mind of its own, hasn't got a fully formed brain at all. Well, our weeks. journeys have to begin somewhere now. That's where well, we well, all I'm, began. I'm not disagreeing with that. That's where I, I began, that's where you began. But, but stay there a second. So you obviously you don't agree that oh, the no, legislation no, no. should be changed. I mean, you obviously you've had to throw your towel in the ring and say it's there. It exists because we live in a democratic society and that was the way it was. But you believe that people may have been, what, fooled into voting yes, knowing that they were going to change the legislation. Well, you had people on yourself that you interviewed now and you know, if you remember... And uh, they weren't too sure afterwards. What well, that's right. They didn't for. even know what they voted for. I, I do remember that. But stay there, James. Joy, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Joy? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Joy, I mean, a lot of people who maybe voted yes, who may have been pro-life, but said, OK, I understand the circumstances of some women. And they yeah. might have been voted yes because they were told by the government, here's the legislation we're bringing in. It'll be 12 weeks. There'll be a three-day cooling off period. Only exceptional circumstances over 12 weeks. Now that's all being thrown away. And we're saying we want that change now to, you know, 23 weeks or 24 weeks. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree. I, I still believe, I, well, I rang in about this the last time and I said the same thing. I, it's not that I don't believe that a baby is a baby. I, it just comes down to it's a woman's body and a woman's choice. And it's not about, uh, it, you don't know if your baby is okay until the 20 week scan, you know, usually. The first 12 weeks, yeah, you see the little scan of your baby on the screen, but just say, you are in a family and uh, it's already tense. Just say it's an unexpected pregnancy. And then you find out on your 20-week scan that your baby has a fatal fetal abnormality. Is it fair to put any woman in a position where she feels she has to go through with that pregnancy knowing that the baby will die or, may, you know, the woman has mental health issues because of that and she has to suffer through the rest? I just think it's very unfair to make a woman go through a pregnancy that she just can't go through. It's just to say that it's the right thing for and you know, people that are believe that it is a life, just to say that they can say, well, it's a life and you have to go through with it and that's it. And I just don't agree with that. I, I wouldn't have... See, I, I'm looking myself. at... I, and I get I, you. I'll say this. I wouldn't have an abortion myself. But I tell you... Um, it's, I wouldn't why, have, why, can I ask you why you wouldn't have an abortion I yourself? I wouldn't have an abortion if I had a very healthy baby. Would I have an abortion if I found out at a 20 week scan that my baby has a fatal fetal abnormality? I can't answer that. I, and and, and each, each individual woman, I couldn't agree more, each individual woman has to make a personal choice around that, whether they want to continue with that pregnancy. Okay, but here, here was the, the thing that was said at the last, during the referendum, there was a figure thrown out. Yeah. And it was, it was actually up on a poster up on some walls. In England yeah. and in Wales, 90% of pregnancies with, um, prenat- are prenatally diagnosed with Down syndrome are terminated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, the reason they want this extended was because, you know, they diagnose, say, Down syndrome at a later date or a later past the 12-week period and that many people will then abort those or terminate those pregnancies. And a lot of people would not be very happy to hear that. But that, no. is, that is the case in the United Kingdom. In the United Kingdom, by the way, people, I have heard of, and there are many cases of people who are pregnant with twins who only want one baby and they will have one of the babies terminated and leave yeah. the other one there. People who uh, will do it based on gender. In other words, I wanted a boy, not a girl. I'll terminate that pregnancy. In other words, 
it makes it too easy to decide who lives and who doesn't. And that's the point James is making. But the point then I suppose I would say to that is that when you're a, a woman with a moral conscience, let's say, okay, you can't decide on a whole um, nation of women just because I would say a minority, well, I don't know a minority, I'm just saying for me, I would never be able to make a decision. I, I have twins and I decide, oh, I don't want twins, I'm going to get rid of one. You know, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I'm I know you wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. But, there's many but people do it. They do it, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's not... But the point is, Joy, don't we have to legislate? I mean... We do, yeah. And we have to legislate because, unfortunately, we don't don't trust everybody in the general public. Most people are good people. Most people have morals. But, unfortunately, we bring in legislation all the time, be it around this, be it around speeding, be it around anything, because we have to accept in society that there are people who will break the rules, right? Or people who don't have the same moral compass. So that is the point. And, And James is saying, hold on for a second, many people like him... Now, he didn't vote yes, but many people did with the assurance that this was the legislation, that they accepted that, okay, there might be women in very difficult situations. There might Mm -hmm. be women who are raped or have a fatal fetal abnormality or whatever it is. And I empathise with that. And for Mm -hmm. that reason, I'll vote yes. Mm -hmm. But now they're moving the goalposts. And that's what people said. And I... I think that's unfair on the voters in Ireland. Do you th- would you think that's oh, it's unfair? unfair? Of course it's unfair. It is unfair on the voters that they didn't get all the... Yeah, okay. Go post wins out. But I suppose I feel like it happens with any referendum. You're risking the goalpost moving out. It's the same when the, game, um, the marriage uh, referendum, you know, for... for the marriage equality, yes. Okay. And the whole thing at the time was like, oh, we're not doing this so that we can have a family. We're doing this so that two people that are of the same sex can uh, get married. But who's to say that in the future that that's going to be changed, that gay people or, you know, people that have married and, you know, same-sex marriages are able to have children? Uh, so it, well, it, well, they can't physically have children with the two men. You know what I mean. I, I, know, I, know, I understand. Legally, in other words, the legislature... That but, legally, that, that's, it will allow them to be able... Not, and I'm not saying whether they should or not. That's not what we're talking about. Well, they can't. Well, I don't think it's a fair comparison because gay people at the moment can if they want to adopt children. Anyway. I know, but well, just say it's just... Can this can't referendums always be pushed out in that? Okay, way? well, let, well, James, James, well, let, well, okay, let me ask James. At the time, I'll just say for me, I voted pro yes. choice. Yeah, I voted. I and when I voted pro choice, for me, I didn't have a time like now. I don't agree with the past the twenty two. I just don't. I think that at that stage, you should know whether you want to have a, you know your baby or not. But now, having said that, mental health issues are it's a totally well, different. Well, so well, well, hang on, Joe. You're a little, a little bit hypocritical, if I might say, because you're saying you don't agree with it at twenty two weeks that you should have made your choice at that point. But yet, you're saying well, that you're agreeing that the legislation should be for changed. Me, for me, I wouldn't do it. I suppose. Oh, I, okay. But I'm talk, when I say that, I, I have. I'm sorry. I'm not being clear. I, when I say that, I mean for me. Oh, okay. But okay. In general, I have. I would never stop a woman from doing whatever she wants to her body at any stage in her pregnancy. Okay. Well, let, let me just put that to James. James, the argument is, I suppose, not you because you voted no, but those who did vote yes, who were slightly leaning on the pro-life side, uh, you know, who wanted to give women that choice. Uh, basically accepted the legislation of the government that that's your own fault. You should have never trusted the government never to change that because you probably knew what was going to happen anyway. So why would you have voted yes? In other words, she believes it was a fair vote. Well, I think a lot of people didn't also realise that from now on, Niall, there's people who will have no more say in this legislation. If legislation is to be changed, it will be changed in the dial. So, uh, they also I... want to remove conscientious objection. Sorry? They want to remove conscientious objection. Oh, yes. I wish 
I mean, th- this is fairly... Which was uh, also a big argument during the referendum. This is fairly obvious what was going to happen, you think of it, where, I know, tonight being wise in hindsight. Now, you know, across the whole dial now, across the whole dial, there's no difference. There's no difference between Mary Lou MacDonald, Eamon Ryan, Leo Vradker, Mial Martin, Boyd Barrett, when it comes to left liberal philosophy. That's what the all pervasive philosophy is in the dial now. Everyone is v- vying for that ground now. Well, not, and not everybody. There are independent TDs who are in the dial on a daily basis. Maybe, who would be. maybe Matthew McGrath, but they have no power now. <laughs> the, the main parties, the, 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 the Greens, uh, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, uh, Mary Lou Macdonald. Well, yeah, well, okay, but what yeah. about it? But just address before we go into the break. Address Joy's point. For okay, let, let me let me just address Joy's point if you can, James. That you're not ever going to get pregnant again. Okay, but so, hang hang on, you're never going to get pregnant. Um, certainly not to save your life anyway. Um, so in saying that. Joy is saying it's every woman's choice. Now, she's saying morally she doesn't believe it's right and, and she's not going to do it, but she doesn't want to take that choice away from another woman. And that's the argument, of course, that we had. And that the very fact that most countries in the world do allow abortion up to 22 weeks anyway, we were slightly different. We were overcautious in the legislation, I think is the point she's making. Niall, can I say a point? Can I just make one point before you ask him the rest of that question? Personally, I when I was pregnant in my third child, the reason I say this is I suffered from depression with my third pregnancy. So I do have a bit of experience in knowing what it's like to uh, have a pregnancy that you really struggle hard with. And the Mm -hmm. support, I had great support, but it didn't help me. I mean, you have hormones, you have a lot of stuff, you have a family or an existing family that you need to take care of, and you have to make really hard decisions. I'll never... You know, I'm not going to be lie and say that uh, I never thought, or, you know, I would never do it, but my God, I wasn't me. I Absolutely. Wasn't. No, no, I understand people can have a difficult pregnancy, by the way. So, well, hang on, because I, I, I need to go to the break in a second, but I want James just to respond to the point that, that you were yeah, making. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, James, just going back in relation to the, you know, Ireland is a very cautious approach in legislation to abortion and has been because obviously they wanted to get that vote over the line at the time. That now it's time that we move to do what other countries are doing. Well, give women I, don't know, I, 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 I don't want to come on here and, and, and uh, get the idea that I'm judging anyone. Now. Every woman that makes her own decision, I'm not going to judge her now. I'm not going to say you must do this because there are many, many people who have, have no belief now. They're not Christians. So they're free to do whatever they wish. I, I can only, I'm constrained now in my views and that I have to follow the teachings of the, my church now. I have to be f- led by the Pope of Rome. Uh, or, or, uh, there were many Catholics, you know, who, who voted f- pro-choice now. Now, I would consider them uh, disloyal now. Uh, no question no, about I it. I don't agree with that at all. Uh, well, are, Joy, are you a, will you consider yourself a Christian? Great faith in God. You know, I know why you don't believe in God, but it's it's not about God when you're going through a situation like that. Of course you look to... Well, well, well it kind of is, Joy. If you consider yourself to be a Catholic or a Christian, as James considers himself to be, well, then you follow the teachings of Christ and but the I Bible. Maybe I'm a woman, and maybe because... Not that I'm, now, I'm not being sexist about this, but maybe because I went through it while I was pregnant, that I... It's God, oh God, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I said, please get me through this, please get me through this. You know, it was very hard. It was very hard. There's no choice now. There's no choice for Catholics. 
There is a choice. There's no, no. You, you, as a Catholic, you are required to accept oh. the authority of the Pope of Rome. You must accept his authority. Otherwise, leave the church. In other words, if you don't no. want to accept his authority, then leave the church. Don't no. accept. But you must, no. if you're a practicing Catholic now, it is in church doctrine, you must accept his authority and be led by him. And we know the way he wanted us to vote now. Okay, well, listen, i got to go to break. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, somebody said, James is right. Uh, the Zal is full of neoliberalists. Heavy topics today, bud. The residence is what that girl, uh, that girl about killed is an abortion. Uh, where's her choice? I have no idea. You need to rewrite your text. Uh, can you ask that lady what time, at what stage life starts? I think most people will accept life starts in the womb, by the way. I don't think anybody argues with that, generally speaking. Um, no, it's ridiculous to extend it. It's only been three years. At least wait a uh, an agreed period of time. Uh, somebody says, Niall, I am pro-choice and I believe a woman should be allowed to have an abortion at any stage in the pregnancy. Okay, that's something a lot of people wouldn't certainly agree with. Uh, James, the legend of a man who knows what he is talking about, says Joe. Now, getting back to the more serious issue of extending the legislation uh, for termination of pregnancy or abortion in Ireland. The suggestion is that it should be extended. Well, there's three suggestions. We get rid of the three-day waiting period, which is uh, a waiting period that was uh, brought about during the referendum, one of the conditions of the legislation, that it would give people time to think. In other words, you go to your doctor, you say you'd like to have a termination of pregnancy, your doctor would say, okay, that's fine, there's a three-day cooling-off period, I can't do anything for you three days. It gives you three days to rethink it, maybe. Make sure it's the right decision you're making. And at the, during the referendum, by the way, the whole suggestion was, well, why do you want to bring in three days? Do you not trust women to make the right decision? It's not that we don't trust women, but sometimes people can be in difficult situations. I suppose that's why they brought it in. Also, the 12-week period, whereby after 12 weeks you can't have an abortion unless it's in exceptional circumstances and the woman's life is in danger, etc., etc. They want to change that to the uh, second trimester, which could bring you up to 24 weeks, the same as the UK. Because they say many women are going across the UK to have abortions anyway. So why make it more difficult in Ireland? And the final thing they want to change, which we might talk about a bit more tonight, which is the conscientious objection to abolish the idea that a doctor can conscientiously object to giving or to dealing with a woman who wants to have a termination of pregnancy. But let's deal with the extension for the moment. Kate, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kate? Hi, Grant. Thank you, Niall. Kate, do you believe it should be extended? I don't. What I believe in is that it's a woman's right to choose what happens to their body. And if that means that we're extending... This has only been in for three years. All legislation gets changed. All uh, aspects of gets changed in terms of we look at something we say yes let's make a change and then we check it out and see what's working or what's not working at the moment abortion legislation in ireland doesn't fully cover women it doesn't fully support women women are still having to travel to the uk to get abortions and as far as i'm concerned that's completely wrong we voted yes we have abortion in this country we have limited abortion and therefore it's not supporting women who have late-term uh, pregnancies that are fetal, fatal, fatal abnormality. We are not supporting women who are in um, high dependency. We are not supporting women's health. Um, and I don't believe that uh, the person that was on talking about uh, morals and about the Catholic Church, I really don't. I'm fed up of listening to people speaking about morals in the Catholic Church. And I, no, no, I, I, no, hang on, Kate. Sorry, with no, with respect, he is a Christian and he's entitled to his view. He's entitled to his view, but his view is talking about other people, what other people do with their bodies. The Catholic Church, the Christian faith, most Christian faith is actually forgiveness and respect. And I don't believe in kowtowing and owning an entire part of the population based on your faith. You get a choice in what faith you choose for yourself, and he has that choice. Women also have a choice what to do with their bodies, and he needs to accept that. 
Christmas. Yeah, but we do live in a democratic society where we all play a role in making the choices in this country that we believe is the type of country we want to live in. And of that's, course, that's part of being a society. And, and by the way, you know, it, there was 67% voted for it, 33% voted against it, mm-hmm. even though there were quite limited circumstances for abortion. So you can see there was 33% of the population at the time who voted who would have been more conservative in their views around abortion and believe that life starts in the womb. But where do you believe, by the way, Kate, life starts? I believe that life starts when we are born. Um, I believe that... So uh, when you look at a scan of a little baby, and I've seen some beautiful scans lately with the latest technology we have, 3D scans, when you see a baby maybe at 24 or 25 weeks and you see this this person, this little person inside a woman's stomach, do you believe that's not a life? I believe that what you're doing right now is actually trying to be sensational. No, no, I'm, no, I'm, no I'm asking you a question. Do you, yeah, when when you say life starts at birth, I'm asking you, do you I'm not believe that's life? I'm answering your question, Niall. The thing is, it's not as simple as look at the little baby on the chart. If you are having a happy and wanted and loved pregnancy, then you're looking at a little baby on the chart. If you're having and looking at a chart where you yourself maybe are in circumstances that you are terrified of your wits, that you are not able to continue with the pregnancy, or that you're looking at a fatal fetal abnormality and it's absolutely tragic. It depends. So the context of the baby on the chart changes depending on the woman and the person that is dealing with the pregnancy and what is going on for them. So it isn't, it isn't as simple as looking at a picture of something on a chart. It is all about the context. It is all about listening to what is going on for the woman. Just the same as the waiting three days. That is absolute nonsense. Because a woman at that stage has taken into consideration hugely, if they go to their GP and they say, I, am, I want to do, uh, an abortion, they have spent weeks and weeks and weeks trying to figure out what it is that they want and what is best for them. And but but is, there, is there not a case, Kate, sorry for interrupting you, is there not a case which was made and an argument which was made during the referendum, whether you agree with it or not, mm. that there are many women out there who regret having abortions? And we can't deny that happens, right? I'm not saying that every woman regrets it, but there are many women who have deep regrets around abortion. And, and the idea of the three days was... It's not that we don't or people don't trust women to make the right decision because, unfortunately, human beings, be they men or women, sometimes make bad decisions. And it's just to, somebody goes to a doctor and says, I'd like to have a termination of pregnancy. And the doctor says, OK, that's grand. I'll register that. You know, have a little bit of a think about it. Here's the ins and outs. Here's the information. Here's what we need to do. But have a little think and come back to me in three days. I'll make an appointment. And that's no problem at all. But have a little think about it. I don't see anything dramatically wrong with that idea. There actually is. Imagine if you are, you know, this is the most nerve-wracking thing that you've had to do. Imagine that you're in a terrified state and you're told by your GP to go away for three days because we have to wait. And you've already made up your mind. You're probably not going to change your mind. You are also dealing with the fact that you are psychologically being impacted by this choice. And it is a choice. And if you have regret, it's unfortunate that you have regret, but you've made a choice and you've been given the chance to make that choice, which is exactly what this country needs. I don't believe that uh, a woman or a pregnant person would have spent so much time before getting to their GP to then be told that they have to wait three days. And I think that that in itself adds and compounds uh, stress and misery, especially when it comes to, say, fatal fetal abnormality. Well, well, do me do me a favour. Stay there for a second, Kate, because I want to go to Marie as well. Uh, or Maria, sorry, is it Marie? It is Marie. Uh, who doesn't agree with extending it. I had an abortion herself. Uh, Marie, good afternoon to you. Hi, Niall, how are you? When, when did you have your abortion, Marie? Uh, the April before we took our vote here in May. So I went to my partner's country to have it. Oh, right, okay. okay. Yeah, and so can I ask, without being too personal, the circumstances... Yeah, as the reason why you decided to have a termination. Yeah, like I have kids myself. It was pure circumstance for us. 
So we were at the time living apart in two different countries for work reasons. Yeah. At the time, he wasn't working at that time. So okay. he had been and then had got let go in his own country. So it was, just wasn't a good time in your life? It just wasn't money-wise or circumstance-wise to okay. bring the baby in. I would have been effectively a full-time single mother. All right, okay. Um, with already kids, you know, from my ex-husband. So that was the decision we made together. We th- we hacked it out over inside out, upside down and back to front. Absolutely. Okay, so, so you made that decision and, and based on your life and circumstances. We and we waited the three days and I don't agree with that lady. Yes, I understand where she's coming from in that you've made the decision. But, you know, from being in the clinic and stuff like that and speaking to the nurses, there are people who are forced into it by their partners or whatever and that three days is actually not to force people to change their minds, but to just be sure, to be sure, to be sure, because once it's done, you can't go back. I don't think we should abolish that. I was in a situation like that lady said, where I had racked about it, and I was like, oh, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Yeah, I'm doing it. And I was adamant I was doing it. I still did the three days, and I understand where she's coming from. You kind of just want it done, but I do think it's right to wait the three days. You look, what's three days? You've hashed about it for, what's the urgency to get the baby out? Just, you've made the decision, you've booked the appointment, you know, for three days is, is, is not going to be... Okay, I'll, I'll let Kate respond to that in a second, but in relation to the other aspect of this, which is extending it into the second trimester, which brings up to 22 weeks. Yeah. In, now, no, I, now, they haven't no they, they haven't stipulated what circumstances. I'm assuming there's no circumstances. Um, I, I voted yes, I'm pro-choice, and I agree with giving anyone an abortion, regardless of their circumstances, up to the 12 weeks. I For the extension, I don't know the rules in terms of are they extending it, well, well, currently no at the mo- well, well, just to clarify, currently at the moment you can have an abortion in this country over 12 weeks, but it's an extenuating circumstance yeah, that has to be verified by a doctor. Okay. I agree with that. Okay, and, and I think most people who voted yes probably would have agreed with that because yeah. that was on the table at the time. Yeah. But, but now, obviously, the suggestion is that those extenuating circumstances be either diluted or removed. In other words, that into the, third, the second trimester, up to 22 weeks or 24 weeks, as they, as they do in exceptional circumstances in the UK, to bring us into line with England, Scotland and Wales. Which is basically you can go and have an abortion up to twenty. And weeks. most of Europe are the same. Okay, but do you do you agree with that extension? No, I don't. Unless, you don't. I, unless there's something wrong with the child, I don't agree with it. Um, I don't agree. You should be able to walk in because you're with your partner of ten years and you're pregnant and you're twenty-two weeks, and all of a sudden he's cheating on you and he leaves, and you're like, you know, screw this, I'm, I'm going to get rid of the baby. I, I don't believe that that emotional to bring emotion into it like that. I, I think there has to be something wrong with the baby. Case. You've heard what Marie said. She's already she's had an abortion herself, but mm-hmm. doesn't agree that extending it for no particular reason, uh, you know, to twenty two weeks should be an option on the table. That you should know by twelve weeks, essentially. Well, I don't think people do know necessarily by twelve weeks, and I also think that there's a lot of fatal fetal abnormalities that you don't realise are in existence before twelve weeks. So you know, it goes back to the line of pro choice. Well, that's a, well, that's already covered under the legislation, Kate. That if a person finds out at sixteen weeks they have a fatal fetal abnormality, at that point in this country they can still have a termination. And yes, pregnancy. and yes, there are people still travelling to England. And yes, there are only one in ten GPs offering abortion services in well, Ireland. And there are other issues that absolutely need to be ironed out. I don't agree necessarily with Reason. with telling people that they can't uh, with doctors not being able to have conscientious objection. Well, doctors shouldn't have conscientious. Like I, I disagree with that as well. I, I think. Is there anything you actually agree with at all, Kate? In, in I agree with pro-choice. The doctors, doctors having any sort and of case, no have you any experience of it yourself, like or your family or friends. You yes, know, I do. You just yes, a very do. hard line on it. Uh, I have a very hard line that is just women have the right to choose for themselves and women have the right to take autonomy over their own bodies and I do not have any 
right to tell another woman what they should or should not no, do based on their circumstances. Okay, well, do, do me a favour. Can both of you please stay there? Because I'm late for a break here and I have to go into this break. It'll only be a couple of minutes, but I'll be straight back to you after the break. All right, let me just get back to Kate and Marie if I can. Marie, the point that Kate is making is that she wants women to have choice, autonomy over their own bodies, mm-hmm. and there should be no restrictions around that within obvious logical reasons. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming, Kate, sorry, just in relation to the time limit that we're talking about in the UK and most countries, the mm-hmm. maximum is 20 two weeks, 24 yeah. weeks in extreme circumstances. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, Kate, you don't agree with it past that point. Of course not. No, okay. I agree with what is uh, deemed healthy and safe within medical regulations. Yeah, because I think beyond that point, you know, there's a, there's a scientific argument that a child can live independently. In other words, children have been, have been born at 23 I have weeks. Friends, I have friends who've had children who've been born at 26 yeah, weeks. I, I, a mate of mine had twin, twins that were born at 23 yeah. weeks and they're both fine now, thank you. Uh, okay, so Maria, just in relation to what Kate says that, you know, it's a woman's right. You may not want that extension, but there are many yeah. women out there that might. That's very true, and I, I don't agree with it. I don't think it should happen, but when it comes, I'll still vote yes, not for me, but for other people. Okay. Because I, I, cause I, I agree with Kate in terms of I don't have the right to tell anyone else what to do, nor does anyone have the right to tell me. And the guy that you were talking to earlier, you know, fair play to him. He had his Christian beliefs and stuff, but I have sent a message in to say he has every right to vote yes or no, and his reasons, but he can't shove his but reason for voting no down other people's throats, you know. I don't agree with it. I don't think there should be an extension. I think only after 12 weeks, if, you know, the baby is has the medical mm. issues, you know. And that, what, what about, Kate, me. Maria, what about uh, conscientious objection? Kate disagrees with that. So if a doctor happens to be a Christian, and there are many doctors who would be devout Christians. Yeah, that I don't agree with either. I'm not into this whole religion Listen, they really well, I mean, is that <laughs> I know, but is that not disrespecting people who are? I mean, I'm an atheist, so I couldn't care less. But I'm just saying, yeah, is yeah. that not disrespecting people who have Christian values? Because as much as you know, I don't it's agree with James. I still respect his vision. Do not have anything to do with your job. If you cannot be a doctor for health reasons because you're a Christian, then you're in the wrong profession. Go join the priesthood or go join the church and help them out. If the doctors cannot set their religious beliefs aside, is that fair? But. Is that fair to just say to somebody that you should not be in a profession because you're a particular religion? No, Niall, Niall, that's their choice. Again, we that's go back to choice. I mean, like if you're a Muslim, you don't work in an off license during Ramadan. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, but that's their, exactly. So but you still can, but you can still work in an off license. You just don't work there during Ramadan, maybe. Yeah, but you don't want to work there during Ramadan as the Muslim. I'm, I like the doctor. Oh, I'm just using that as no, a, I'm sure there may be Muslims working in an off license as Ramadan. That's fine, but like I just don't believe. Like, as I said, I, I, I disagree with Kate in the terms of the extension, but I will still vote yes, not for me, but for other but I can still be But I can still be a Christian doctor and just not do that aspect of it, but that particular procedure. That's the job. But then I, I, and we had this argument actually going back about four years ago that where there was a woman who was a, I think she was Christian or Muslim, I'm not too sure, but she refused to prescribe um, contraception in a pharmacy. Yeah, she's in the wrong job then. Well, she won her, her case. Decision. She won yeah, her case in court, I think. And and basically, the pharmacy had to basically say, well, that's all fine. You do everything else, but you, you don't have to do that part. Of it. Yeah, that that to me, personally, that to me is a bit mad. We need to remove the religious aspect from, from schools. From, from the, you know, if, if this is the vote, if this is the choice of the people, and it affects your job, then if you don't like it, that then you change your job. Somebody says, um, I just want to read these, these texts out to you very quickly. Um, well, the absolute hypocrisy of Kate's comment. She doesn't think that anyone has the right to tell a woman what to do with their bodies, but it's absolutely fine forcing doctors to take action using their bodies to terminate a pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, 
my God, what an absolutely ridiculous text message. For a start, a doctor is not choosing to do something with their body that medically intervenes. A woman, a pregnancy is within a woman or a pregnant person, okay? And a doctor is making a decision based on their moral Somebody compass. Had- Okay, somebody else just very quickly said uh, on two occasions so far, actually that's the third occasion, uh, Kate used the term pregnant person. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, the texter says, as far as I'm aware, only women have babies. No, pregnant people, such as non-binary people, are also pregnant. They carry pregnancies. And pregnant women carry pregnancies. All right, okay. Listen, Kate, thank you very much indeed. Maria, thank you very much indeed. I'm sure it's a conversation that we will have a lot more of. Okay. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.